Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Inshallah continuing with our study of the ayatul nur, um, the verses in the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions illumination and light. We're going to be going to the very beginning of Surah Al-An'am. Surah number six. And real quickly, before we even go into the ayah itself, the entirety of the Quran is of course remarkable because it's the word of God. It is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. However, within this remarkable book of Allah, Kitabullah, Surah Al-An'am is a very powerful and extraordinary surah and chapter in the entirety of the Qur'an. There's in fact a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ in which the Prophet ﷺ says that when Surah Al-An'am, Nazalat Surah Al-An'am, Yushayi'uha sab'una alfam min al-malaika. That when Surah Al-An'am was given to the Prophet ﷺ, the revelation of Surah Al-An'am was accompanied by 70,000 angels. So that there was this realization, there was this understanding of what you are receiving right now is so majestic, it is so significant, it is so grand and important. So to demonstrate its importance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a delegation of 70,000 angels to bring down Surah Al-An'am to the Prophet So for this surah, Ayah number one, the very first ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alhamdulillahi alladhi khalaqa as-samawati wal-arda waja'ala al-dhulumati wal-nura thumma alladhina kafaru bi-rabbihim ya'adilun which translates to that all praise solely and only belongs to Allah. And just for a moment, because this is such a common phrase, right? We hear it in every single raka'ah of the prayer, Alhamdulillah. To understand exactly what this means, this is stated as perfectly as possible. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in a very particular form that all praise has always, does, and will always belong only and solely to Allah. And it is independent, this Allah owning all praise and all praise belonging to Him, this is independent of whether or not someone praises Allah because he in and of himself is worthy and deserving of all this praise. And then Allah says that he created the heavens and the earth. He created khalaqa. He created the heavens and the earth. Then Allah mentions two more things, darkness and light. And once again, as we talked about previously, keeping with the pattern, Allah does not just simply say darkness, but he uses the plural, the layers and layers of darkness. And when he talks about light, he uses the singular again, the singular light. 
Because the layers of darkness, the shades of darkness are representative of falsehood. And the singularity of the light is representative of the truth. But the very interesting thing, there are two things that I really want to, you know, I want us to focus on here today. Number one, Allah talks about four things that He created. Everything is a creation of Allah. He names four things. The heavens and the earth, the darkness and the light. But Allah separates between these four items. For the heavens and the earth, He says He created the heavens and the earth. But when He talks about the darkness and light, He doesn't say He created it. He says He made it. Ja'ala. And the interesting nuance, because something that we understand is obviously khalaqa ja'ala, you can even hear it, these are two separate words. And when it comes to the Qur'an, word choice, what word Allah uses, is not coincidental. It's not accidental. It's not potato potato. It is very strategically and deliberately chosen. And the unique thing about the word making something, ja'ala, is that it also is used in the meaning of changing something. So Allah created the heavens and the earth, but then He made darkness and light in such a way that they can be changed. What does that mean? What that means is that someone who finds themselves in the darkness, buried inside the layers and shades of darkness, can tomorrow find themselves in the light. And the more scary one, that someone who might have had some light today, if not taken care of, if abused, if taken for granted, that light can be taken away from them and they can find themselves plunged into the darkness. And that's why Allah very strategically uses His word so that we never take it for granted. These are, the light is a gift from Allah. It is not something we own. At least not until the life of the hereafter. Second thing I wanted to point out here is that when we talk about sequence, you know, if I'm mentioning three or four people, right? I say Zakaria, wa Ahmad, wa Uzair. The sequence that I mention them in, somebody says, is there a reason why you mentioned them in that sequence? And I say, no, no, not really. Right? It's just accidental, coincidental interchangeable, it has no consequence. In my speech, in our speech, sequence cannot have any consequence. But in the speech of Allah, sequence is deliberate. Sequence is consequential. Sequence, the sequence, sequencing of the words and the verses is quintessential to the message. So when Allah uses things in a part, states things in a particular order, it is there for a purpose. So what does Allah say? Allah says, وَجَعَلَ الظُّلُمَاتِ وَالنُّورِ First He mentions the darkness, then He mentions the light. And the scholars study this, they explain this. Ibn Ashur, rahimahullah ta'ala, one of the great commentators of the Qur'an, along with Imam al-Razi, rahimahullah ta'ala, one of the great mufassireen of the Qur'an, they, they, both of them and others also state that the reason why قَدَّمَ ذِكْرَ الظُّلُمَاتِ عَلَى ذِكْرِ النُّورِ لِأَجْلِ أَنَّ الظُّلْمَةَ عِبَارَةٌ عَدَمِ النُّورِ Because the darkness is the absence of light. The darkness comes first. فَالظُّلْمَةُ مُتَقَدِّمٌ فِي التَّقْدِيرِ وَالتَّحَقُّقُ 
The darkness comes first. Now, what does that mean? What do we learn from that? What we learn from that is that by default, automatically, inherently, no one has guidance. We would not know. Allah says that in the same place within the Quran. That Allah says He would not ever punish anyone until He first sent them the messenger and the message. So meaning, we didn't know how to worship Allah. We didn't know what we should do and should not do. Yes, people will say, well, what about the fitrah? That inherent nature that we have built within us. That is a, a, a natural inclination towards good and away from bad. But nonetheless, the specifics of guidance are, is something that we can only know when Allah tells us what it is. So before this Qur'an came, without this Qur'an, without the Prophet ﷺ, none of us would know what to do. We would have no idea what we were doing. Right? Like the very, very famous statement of Umar bin al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, اللَّهُ بِالْإِسْلَامِ we were, we, were, we were humiliated. We were low, we were lost. You didn't know how to go about this mission, but we told you how to do it. And so a very important lesson that we learn from this is that without the Quran, without the Prophet none of us can ever know what we are supposed to do or what we're not supposed to do. And if we do know it because the Qur'an is available to us and Allah has given us the Qur'an and Allah has guaranteed the preservation of the Qur'an, we have the life and the legacy of the Prophet we should never take that for granted. Because if Allah willed and overnight that was taken from us, we would have no idea what to do. And subsequently, because Ramadan is a time of the community congregating and people coming together and people coming from all walks of life, I feel obligated to also mention this. That when we also have the benefit of the Qur'an in the life of the Prophet we have some light, we know what to do, what not to do. When we are interacting with people, we have to take, in, take that into consideration as well. We cannot assume on the part of people that everybody knows what to do or what not to do. But allow people to come. Allow people to find the light. Allow people to bask in the light. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ demonstrated to us. Right? That's the, that's the generosity of spirit that the Prophet ﷺ embodied. That when a Bedouin man walks into the masjid and he urinates in the masjid. He urinates in the masjid. The Prophet ﷺ deals with him gently and sits him down and explains it to him, this is a place of worship, we do not do that here. And the man understands and accepts Islam. That when tribes and delegations are coming to Medina and they're negotiating with the Prophet ﷺ, they're trying to barter and negotiate Islam. Okay, we'll become Muslim but we're not going to pray. And the Prophet says, no, la khayra fi deen and laysa fi salah. You have to worship, that's a part of religion. Okay, we'll worship, but we're not going to do this. And the Prophet keeps talking to them nicely and gently and keeps working with them. So much so that the companions, generally curious, genuinely curious, they ask the Prophet why are you negotiating this with them? 
And then the Prophet says, Let them experience the light. Because once they've tasted that sweetness of Iman, of Islam, once they bask in that light, then they'll go the rest of the way themselves. So for ourselves, let's remember and realize we were not born inherently deserving of this gift. It was given to us. And without it, we would have found ourselves in the darkness. And also, let us also remember on our journey that as we see other people approaching the path, always afford them that opportunity to be able to gain that light and experience that light and grow into that light and that iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to practice everything we've said and heard. Subhanallah wa hamdihi, subhanakallah wa hamdik, nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, nasafirku wa natubu ilayk. Once again, just a quick reminder inshallah, that tomorrow we will be having Salatul Jumu'ah here. Inshallah, Ustaz Abdurrahman will be delivering the khutbah at 2 p.m. And secondly, inshallah, um, after the taraweeh prayer is complete, um, we will be having a more late night uh, session with Sheikh Mikail, where he'll be doing tafsir of some of the verses of the Quran, inshallah. So we welcome every, we invite everyone to join us, and inshallah, we hope that everyone can uh, join us either in person here or tune in online as well. Jazakumullah khairan, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.